Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Spring Fever with me, XFL Jim, joined by the man himself. It is Uncle Rico. It is Eric, my dude. What's up? What up, brother? How you doing, my man? Dude, we are a week and a half away. How you feeling right now? You nervous? Of you the tight? XFL starting. I have been tense. I have been nonstop, like just tensed up for the last month since February started. Once we entered the month of February, I'm like, we're getting XFL this year. Boom. Boom. I'm a new man. I'm 29 now. I just had a, I had a birthday last week. How was the good. festivities, man? How was the festivities? It's on a Wednesday, which sucks. It's literally a week from today. Uh, like, a week prior to today. And it was something. I got... I passed out in my garage. There you go. So, you know... There you go. Heated garage. I'm getting over some sniffles. I was sick as shit Sunday. Probably because you slept in the garage. I mean, probably didn't help. That uh, delayed effect of the garage. Okay. You get you get uh you get damage over time. Respect. But we're in spring fever. We're here to break down the Orlando Guardians roster. We're gonna talk some USFL schedule. Uh we're gonna talk we're gonna the, the USFL and XFL have a little overlap. And yep. it's not just with the schedule, because also, I'm just going to start off with this. Ryan Willis dropped by the Battlehawks. He got picked up, boy. He got picked up. He's on the showboats now. Little Memphis showboats, dude. Look at that. Little Memphis showboats. I, that's a good move, I think, for the showboats. I think Ryan Willis is a pretty decent quarterback. Solid move. That's a solid pickup. So we've talked about it before of like USFL players that are now in the XFL that got drafted or that got moved over during training camp and everything like that. I think we're you're probably going to see a lot of overlap between the two leagues, especially probably in the coming week because the XFL has to shrink about almost 20 more players. They got to get down to a 51-man roster from 70. Yeah, oh, well, God. I mean, you're going to see a ton of players, a ton of shrink. So you're going to see a lot of players that are going to get USFL offers, indoor football league offers, and I don't think this broke when we were um, when we were recording last week. But Eric, did you see that the Arena Football League, the AFL, is back? back baby, it's back. The Arena <laughs> Football Team. So I wonder what's going to happen with that in the IFL because the IFL absorbed or transformed. They got a bunch of arena uh, like arena league teams. Yep. Like the Iowa Barnstormers, one of my favorite teams. They're now an IFL team. I I, I miss the old Detroit Drive, dude. They might be coming back. I miss the old Detroit Drive. But the AFL is back. Ryan Willis, good move for him. I I. These players, there are so many options for the players, and I get it. I understand arena football. You're probably not making buku bucks. You're probably, you're making something. It's probably not great. You're getting paid currency to play football. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I, I would take it. I might try and make it to an arena game this year. Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska has a team for the indoor football league, and I, I want to try and make a game. You know what? Nebraska is one of the states I've never been to, Jim. I have a handful of states. Never. I have never been to. Um, 
I've never been to Wyoming. I've never been to never been to Wyoming either. I've never been to the two Dakotas. I've never been to Michigan. Oh, dude, you're missing out. Best state ever. I've never been to Maine. Actually, I have been to Maine. I've never been to New Hampshire. Excuse I don't me. think I've been to any of the Northeast. I've never been, to, and I've never been to Washington. Those are the states I've never been to. Do you want to know? Do you know what the, the Omaha Arena football team's name is? Corn. It's the beef. Shut up. The Omaha beef. It's the beef. That's it. Yeah, the Omaha beef. Jesus, what a what a name! I fucking love it. I love arena football so much. But let's get into the the little meat of it. So we have the USFL schedule. It is out. Week one, April fifteenth. The USFL starts. The Stars versus the Showboats is your opening game. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Obviously, you know, they're they're saving New Jersey and That's the night game. That's the night game on the the same day. For the night camp, which I think is I think it's the right play. Um if you remember last year, they did like a solo broadcast that Saturday where it was just Jersey and uh, Birmingham. And then Sunday they had three games. Yeah. I kind of like that. They're just like, we're already established. We know what we're about two and two, just get right into it. I like the two and two idea too. Um, I like how it's basically a double header. It's you're going to go one right into the other. I'm not a big fan on the Sunday. You have a 12 and you have a six thirty. I don't like that. I'd rather them I'd rather them go boom boom boom. You know what I mean? Just keep it moving. They do that some other other games where you have the noon kickoff and then you have the later start. I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, when you're only having two games in the day, I kind of like it just as a block. Yeah. Where you could just be like this is my football from I I'm cool if you do it if you do both games like earlier, like if you do uh a 12 p.m. like a noon start and then you do like a four thirty, mm-hmm. or you do like a four o'clock. I love that. Or if you like do like a two and then a seven, if you're gonna do something like that, I like just a big block of football. And but let's, let's be honest, like they're at that time right there when you have a seven. What are you going against? You're well, going against Sunday night baseball. You know what? I mean? But that's well, my thing. well, Eric. For week one, yeah. they're going against the XFL. That is true. That is true. So we week one, week one of the USFL, two thirty, Philadelphia Stars Memphis Showboats, twelve thirty, we have the Vipers taking on the Houston Roughnecks of the XFL. What's your setup going to be when they overlap? So that one, oh God, I. So by the time they overlap, I might be in my new place by then. Mm-hmm. So if I've moved at this point, I want to at least have four screens to work from. God, that's just a lot of action, man. Are you going to be able to handle that much visual stimulation? Uh, I'll be one-handed doing it, but I'll be I'll be having a good time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you'll have the Vipers versus the Roughnecks. The Guardians versus the Brahmas are at seven going against the Generals and Stallions. I am 
That's what I'm very intrigued by. This is going to be a big, like, end-of-the-season ramp-up that we saw with the USFL. That's what the XFL is going to be going through versus the initial push of the USFL because what we see it all the time with these spring leagues. Week one, big, usually big. I want to see what that's going to be like a year two for the USFL. I want to see some promotion from the USFL. That's what I want to see. I want to see, like, how... I bet I once we get into, like, within a month, you're going to see a lot more. Visually, now, this is one thing, just throwing this out here. I think the games that are going to have the most eyes, that's should be, like, I don't, like, wh- what's going to have more eyes on Sunday? The noon game? Well, actually, I take that back. You should, you should have one game, how this is lined up. Maybe they're doing it because it's the first week where it looks like there's going to be fans in the stands, if that makes sense. Because Memphis, Birmingham, both the whole host cities are there. Those games on Sunday may not be that visually appealing, watching the stadium, seeing how bare it is. Well, they're going to have fans in the stands. You, you Well, you remember Birmingham, though. There was no one there, though. Yeah, but remember the opening game there was. For the Birmingham yeah, Generals true. game. So that's I think that's a smart thing they're doing. They're having obviously the home team is gonna there's going to be a home game for one of these teams. Well, I guess every my week. Point, well, but look at Sun I guess my point is is in the layout of the four games that are going on, I would want one Saturday, one Sunday. I wouldn't want them both to be on one day. I guess that's my point. Yeah, the only game that you're gonna have that won't have Fan like that won't have a quote unquote real home team is the the five uh the four thirty Sunday game. The Maulers Breakers. Yeah. Yep. Actually I don't know if either of those ones because where are the gamblers playing? The gamblers are playing in Memphis. So yeah, neither of the Sunday ones are gonna have any yeah. Yeah. any home That's- team. Yeah. But I mean like and, like, what's the Canton Stadium going to look like on the 23rd, the following weekend? But, I mean, like, I like how they did, like, the 29th and 30th. Detroit's got a game on Sunday. And then Birmingham's got a game on Saturday. That's, for me, that's what I'd always be doing. I would always it, have it where. I, I would always have, like, the night game of the day. I would try and have the night game of the day always have. Fan, like a lot of fans in the stands. Yeah. It'll be an interesting comparison because the XFL will be playing in like all home stadiums. So you'll be, you'll have like a legit USFL crowd of the, the showboats taking on like what's Houston going to look like for the Roughnecks. Yep. And yep. then the big, big one, Birmingham versus San Antonio. And if you've looked, if people have been tracking ticket sales, it looks like the San Antonio Brahmas and the St. Louis Battlehawks are going to lead the XFL in fan attendance. So San Antonio is quietly a football town. It's they we saw it with the AAF back in 2019. San Antonio yeah. will get up for football. So I'm excited to see how San Antonio compares uh versus like Birmingham crowd-wise. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to be that's something I'm going to be keeping a big eye on. Mhm. I'm also really excited. So May 13th, if you scroll ahead on the USFL schedule to May 13th, that would be 
Week five. We got the XFL championship game going on against the Gamblers and the Stallions. Oof. So, like, why wouldn't the USFL just have one game there? And why wouldn't they do the three games there? You know what I mean? That would be, yeah. Because, like, the championship games are all, like, in my opinion, I think it's the first game and the last game are going to get the most viewer retention no matter what. Like, just as a, as a base. There might be something during the week that causes it to go up or down, but I feel like the first game and the last game get the most. I agree 100%. So I'm with you. I would have done, if I'm the USFL, I would have done like an early game yep. on that Saturday and then just done a three slate. The other thing I see with the USFL that the XFL did was they sprinkled in a couple Friday games here and there or like a Monday game here. Mm-hmm. I get that the USFL's just like I'm. I'm cool with it. Saturday, Sunday—that's your football days. I wouldn't have minded like one game on a Friday here. You know? Yeah, I like that. I like that. The cool thing with the USFL is they're not going up against anything else. Like the XFL is doing all that in March when they're going up against March Madness. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. But again, like. You got the rock behind the XFL, so obviously that's going to be the driving force, and there's going to be people there because of him. I'm excited. I Two weeks away. Two weeks from tomorrow, I will be in Vegas getting ready to cheer on the XFL for the Vegas Vipers home opening. Are you going to make the game, or are you just going to wake up? like I'm going to the game. If I, if I, No matter what, I will go to the game blackout drunk if I have to. I'm currently working on getting press badges if I can, which would be Wait, sick. Press? How, how are you going to do that, dude? I don't know yet. It's a work in progress. XFL media credentials. Yeah, how do you? Yeah, how do you? Yeah, let look it up on the fly while we talk about other things. But the USFL had a little bit more news going on, so they got three coaches. Three new coaches for the USFL. We got Mike Nolan for Michigan. We got Ray Horton for Pittsburgh. And we got John DeFilippo for New Orleans. So I'm excited to see how these new coaches work out. I think Michigan might have gotten the best new head coach out of the three. I've always kind of been a DeFilippo guy. I like DeFilippo. I think he's a good coach. I'm excited to okay. see how these guys part. I, I Honestly, though, I think the Maulers might have had the best transit transaction just because getting rid of Kirby Wilson is just such a bonus that the Maulers just might improve to a very competitive team when he's not the head coach. Addition by subtraction, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Before we get into the Orlando Guardians roster, there's one bit of XFL news. One other bit, Eric. Uh... I just want your take. The XFL has an app. Go. Okay. <laughs> That's what I said. I downloaded it. And I was like, oh, cool. It's a, it's an app. It's got a store news. It's just there. It'll be cool. I'm going to, I'm waiting to see. I wonder if you can get, uh, tickets through it. If it makes it easier to get tickets and just have it on the app and just store them there. That would be it. I mean, like, I know, like, I'm a 
I'm a Bucks season ticket holder, and all my stuff for the Bucks would was downloaded through their app. Okay, so you can go to tickets, but all it does. Oh wait, I'm doing it right now. I'm testing it live. Okay, the Vipers still don't have any single game tickets ready, so let me just try the Renegades. Let me see what I get. Nope. Single game tickets are not available yet. They're still just doing their season tickets. Or maybe the app's just being weird. Who knows, but it looks like you will be able to to get tickets through the app. Yeah, that's what I would think. That's cool. That's cool. Good job, XFL. It's a it's a cool app. It's whatever. Everyone has an app nowadays, it feels like. I don't Step your app. game up, USFL. Where's your app? They're they're tanking, dude. <laughs> Have you found anything on those media credentials? Uh from 2020 I found how to get some. Well, I might be able to adapt that. What the, what'd you do? I just typed in XFL media credentials. You son of a bitch. I'm on it. I'll add 2023 to my search. Yeah, I found an email. Should you want me to click this? Oh, wait. Media, I got it right here. Media at XFL.com. Uh, I'll look that up. All right. I got, I got it. It's the email. Oh, it's the email? Yeah. You just got to email them? I think so. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll work into that off camera, but for now, Eric, it's time for the meat of the show. You ready to chew on this tenderloin, baby? That is the Orlando Guardians. I'm ready to chew on the tenderloin, my friend. So today, and I think this is our final team. I believe it is. I think so. We'll go through it off camera. And I'm pretty, I'm like 85% sure that this is the last team. So we have the Orlando Guardians, formerly the New York Guardians, head coach Terrell Buckley, OC Robert Ford, DC Tony Carter. Look up their odds real quick. Worst color scheme in the league, in my opinion. I would concur with your thesis statement. They look like some discounted Oregon uniforms. <laughs> okay. Like, no, no, what did I say? Uh, okay. You remember when Michigan State did those god-awful, like, highlighter green uniforms a, a few years hey, ago? Hey, hey, be careful what you say about my boys, dude. Yeah, but those uniforms sucked. Those uniforms did suck. Be careful what you say That's about what them. this reminded me of. These are worse. You're not a fan? I'm not a fan of the uniforms. The logo I thought looked better with the New York colors with the red, silver, and black. Okay. The roster, though, intriguing a little bit. So we got the quarterbacks, yeah. Quentin yeah. Dormady, DeAndre Francois, and newly added Paxton Lynch. I mean... I like some big boys. I think it's Francois. It's um, got to be Francois. Lynch, it, he... If they were just to walk in the room and you just look at him with how big of a boy Lynch is, he would you'd kind of be like, oh shit. But I Francois's just, big too. Lynch is a big boy though. 
Lynch is oh. very big. Um, so I think it's going to be Francois, um, you know, shifting our attention to the running backs. You know, Martin, stud in the MEAC, you know, was with, was with the Colts. I'm surprised he wasn't able to be that guy that was just a practice squad guy for the whole season in the NFL. That was a little weird to me. The um, thing you know. see with the XFL, though, and that we saw in 2020, you see with the USFL, these guys that play at, like, HBCUs and whatnot, they shine. Yeah. They shine. Yeah. Um, I think this guy is going to be the true bell cow. I think he's going to – um, I know how much you love that too. Be there, guy. Bell cow. You love a bell cow bag. I I'm, I, I love the bell cow bag. Um, they got Garlington. You know, was with the Chiefs after he transferred to Virginia. He averaged seven point four yards a carry. But I think this is more of like a gadget type guy. 12, 12 touches max. He can't be the everyday, every every down runner, if you will, every down back, you know, more of, more of like a gadget type guy. Tariq yeah, Cole. they'll bring him in for like a couple plays a game. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like play wide receiver, you know, little little dump passes. Give Martin back. a break here and there. Yep. Uh, you know, looking at the wide receivers, I'm actually surprised, I'm not going to lie, Rambo's not in the NFL. Um, I am too. Oklahoma and Miami, you know, six foot one. Stud at Miami. He was big good play, in Miami. Just an absolute big play waiting to happen. Returns punts too. Yeah. Watch watch for that in this league. Um they got Stefan, how do you say his name? Gouday. Uh, uh you know, Dennis Rambo, big guy, big physical dude. You know, he can high point a ball. They have a couple guys that can just high point a ball in the end zone, which is huge. Uh tight ends, you know. The tight end is a little tough for me. Watch out. Watch out. One of one of these guys is my boy. One of these okay. guys is one of my he's one of my favorite players. Had him on the show. Well, so watch watch who you're talking about. So man, their tight end played at SMU. And it's kind of hard. That's not the one. So you can say whatever you want about him. You can say whatever okay. you want about Becker. All right. It's kind of hard. Because you don't know what you're gonna get, you know what I mean. Just because you played in a run and shoot where the the tight end wasn't really that big of a big of a thing. I also mentioned they got um, Dante's Bird, huge experience. Gonna be love Bird. Gonna be the adult in the room in the wide receiver, which I think is very very big. I think this receiver room for the Guardians is kind of stacked it's really yeah. good yeah i think rambo but when how can i say this poetically um when you see someone like rambo and what he brings to the table why is he not in the league it's you know what I mean? like i i i in like sometimes I guess, sometimes with these guys you see it where like Yes, they were in college for however long. Yes, whatever. But maybe certain players might need a little bit longer to develop. You know? Okay, that's a good point. That's a good so point. you'll see them like really, you'll see them like falter in the NFL or not make a training camp or do something like that. And then they get an opportunity with the XFL or the USFL or something like this. And they take that next step. It's being a practice squad guy and then all of a sudden 
Yes, the league's a step down from the NFL, but you're you're playing meaningful football. You're playing in real games on weekends in front of and crowds. Get, yes, and you're getting reps and everything, which is yes. Huge. Um, offensive line. You know they have Murphy. Okay, I before, sorry, sorry. Before you get to the offensive line, I just got back to the tight ends. Shout out Tommy OJ, my boy. You like tight time? end? Tight end of the garage. Long snapper of the garage. Go. Go. Love that. Uh, Murphy, former basketball player on the offensive line. Matthews, you know, can't play, you know, can't play both sides of the ball. But they're obviously going to have him play offensive guard. I really feel Baker is brought in as a safety net if Murphy can't play left tackle. Bradley, another big boy on to play right tackle. Uh, you know, then they have Frazier who played defensive line in college in the AFL, but they drafted him to play offensive line. Um, interesting group, you know, real raw group. I think they have some potential, if you will, but that's, I don't really know if they have the pieces that can make everything fit. That's kind of where I'm sitting with this O line where it's a lot of raw, it's a lot of potential built up. I want to see how they mesh together. I think this is a unit you could see struggle early and maybe like midpoint of the season, you might see something turn around. Yeah. And I think this offense, of this offense could it. drastically transform halfway through the season. Yeah. I think a lot of it kind of depends on Murph, kind of what he is and everything. I like it. If you remember the guardians in 2020, Best defense in the XFL. Eric, what do we think of this D-line? You know, got an Auburn kid in Cole, should dominate, <sighs> played with the Finns and the CFL. Willis played with the Gators. Matt Pogan played at TCU, dominated, pl- played with the Sea Dragons in the XFL. They have guys that have played in these spring leagues before and played a very high level of college football. So I really like I really like that from them. I think this is a line that could do really good. And I think it's got some studs. Yeah, I love Co. Love Maponga. Uh Tate out of Georgetown's good too. I think this I think this is a very solid line. I think this is like a top half lineup. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. Uh Henry, uh Smith, um, in the linebacker room. Smith, leader. Um, I think Henry. I think Henry's in line for a good season. I think he kind of dominate. I think he'd be that guy that's kind of going to be all over the field for them. In terms of their DB is. I think. Got- I think. Speaking of linebackers, though, I think getting T. Gray Scales out of Indiana is a pretty nice move too. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's a solid he, hit too. Guy was a stud at Indiana. Played in the Bengals for a little bit. Practice squad, but he was um, also really good on the gamblers last year. Remember yeah. that. Uh Holmes uh played understanders for the DBs at Georgia Tech, six foot one, really a high ceiling guy. This could be a guy that could be something in this league. Uh he's got- one of the guys that I think this is a perfect opportunity for him because small college guy, HBCU guy, jumps in the XFL. Balls out, and then I wouldn't be surprised to see him on a practice squad or like 
a low, like maybe a travel roster guy on an NFL team next year. Potentially. Oh, yeah. Especially with that size. He could definitely do that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they got Lee, another a versatile guy in there. Um, DB is interesting. Interesting group of secondary guys coming in there. Um, Halson, if he... Holson went to Ferris State University. I really feel that if he went to a Division I school, he would be in the league. Um, you know, Wiggins, another potential guy. I I think there's some potential here in this back back four to really ball out. Hey, Eric, I want to hear you pronounce uh, the Mississippi State back. I'm good. I, w- I want to hear it. I want to hear it, though. Where where's the name? <laughs> Do you see it? No. There's two backs from Mississippi State. I'm gonna uh, post it. I'm gonna post the name in the private chat. And I want to hear you. How how do you pronounce that? Shemitherman. I like that. I was gonna do. I was I was either gonna do that or I was gonna just really lay on the sh and be like Shemitherman, like like a good old James Bond Sean Connery. Marie Schmitherman. Um I think I think this defense can be pretty goddamn good again. Some of these defenses are pretty built to be pretty solid. Um but I think there's a lot of questions like what what is Holmes? What does this defensive line look like? It's a high ceiling team, but there we don't really know what the what these guys is for. I think both offense and defense. This could be a this could be a, like a very high variance team. Mm-hmm. Like I love DeAndre Francois. I love the receivers they have. O line potential, pretty darn good. But I want it. I want to see it all come together. I think this yeah. they got a lot of really good potential. They got a ton. They got an absolute ton. This is going to be my potential team of the year. So in 2020, it was the Dragons. This year, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to say it. The Orlando Guardians are my potential team. You're, I'm going to bring that up every week. They're 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 your potential team of the day. They're either the living up to their potential or disappointing. That kind of sounds like me and my dating life. That sounds like me in every aspect of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Special teams, uh, eh. pretty fine. They're fine. I'm a little concerned about their punter, though. Which is fair in this league. You know, um, looking back at his college, it was kind of. How can I say this? Average. Average. Um, you know, kicker could could be the best one. I think the kicker does have a leg. And in these leagues. Love Borgales, dude. I love this guy. Um, you know, I think I think he could be someone, but I'm a little worried about their punter, to be honest with you. Yeah, the punter does worry me. I think, but I mean, this is, here's the thing, you know, we're looking at stuff. We don't know how these kids are going to react being in this league. 
We're just looking at what they've done in college. Now you go, you're not in college, you're trying to make it, that pressure's on. How is that going to look? What is going to happen with these kids? I will say, in relation to this being a high-variance offense and defense, having a kicker like Borgales really helps kind of lift the floor where you don't need to worry as much about getting points. For sure. I'm kind of surprised he's not in the NFL. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, NFL kicking Kicking's so weird. I said yeah. the same thing with Taylor Russolino. He's on the Renegades. He was a stud for the Battlehawks in 2020. And then, like, had a couple stints with the Broncos. And then just – it only takes, like – if you're a new kicker, it only takes, like, two bad weeks. That's it. And you're done. There's That's not it. a long leash. Or it could be Jason Hansen who just plays in the league for 21 years and just is just a machine. Well, yeah, when you're a machine. Guardians sitting at 5-1. to one. No, that's too low for me. So, Eric, you're not. T- I assume you're not touching any of the teams 5 or under. No, no teams 5 or under. What about 550? There's one team that's at 550. I would do the 550. Okay, so the three teams you have to choose from, according to... Blah, 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 um, San Antonio Brahmas plus five fifty, Houston Roughneck, Houston Roughneck six to one, and DC Defenders plus six fifty. I would take the Roughnecks. You would. T- I would also take the Roughnecks, but yeah. also, also, I don't know. I've I've looked at three different books. Mm-hmm. I get three different odds because right now I'm looking at another book right here, DraftKings. They got the Guardians at plus 750. Okay. And the Roughnecks at plus 750. So there's value. Shop around. Because you can find the same team. I had a I had a friend that had what was it? Like I think Chase got the Battlehawks at like 450 or 5 I'm to 1. Right now, can I say bet online? You can say whoever the Guardians are plus 800 and the Battlehawks are plus 475. That's – there's value. Shop around. The, these leagues, nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, no one knows. Like, this is the most variance of a future I've ever seen. And you said the Roughnecks, right? And we're I, six I, on Bovada, they're, they're six to one. Bet online, the Roughnecks are four to one. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's insane. Stuff. Literally all over the place. It's insane. So NFL this Sunday, literally six days later, XFL begins. So what is going to be, what is it going to be like for you on the XFL? What do you mean? The morning of. The morning of. Like, you know, let's paint the picture. How are you going to be like a kid on Christmas day? Yeah. So 2020, when the fledgling XFL gym channel started, I was giddy. I had butterflies and I was live tweeting the whole thing. I think I'm going to live stream the game, at least the first game, maybe both games. And I'm going to be giddy. I'm going to, I'm going to be nostalgic. I'm going to go get a Bud Light seltzer. I'm going to go shotgun it. I'm going to live life to the fullest and I'm going to watch both games and I'm going to just 
have a smile on my face for 24 hours. My sleep schedule will die. Because I'm going to try and do something. I, I did it with the USFL a little bit, but in 2020 with the XFL, I did the previews and the recaps, like, bam, bam, bam. I was staying up till like, 4 in the morning to get videos done and then going to work the next day. So I'll be staying up till like, 2, 3, 4 o'clock, going to work at 6.30. It's going to be br- – Mondays are going to be brutal. Hey, buddy. You're a winner. That's why you do that stuff. Mondays are going to be brutal, baby. But that's what we're about. Eric, I feel like since this is our last episode before the Super Bowl, which is, I mean, this is a football show. Any takes on the Super Bowl? It doesn't have to be a winner or whatever because I don't really give a shit. Eagles minus one and a half, I don't really care who, like, I don't care what the take is with that. Any bet you like in the Super Bowl? Um, Dude, I have a lot I like, buddy. Give me like one. A- Just one. I want one. Under 24 and a half for the first half. Love that. I love a good first half under, baby. Love it. I'll be lockstep with you there. Tune in next week. It's the full season hype video. The XF- This will be our... We're, we're going to be previewing games. XFL games next week. Which sounds crazy. Are we going to... Are they going to... Are there going to be lines out? I bet. I bet there will be. I bet, I bet like, I bet that Tuesday there'll be lines out. Jeez. Okay. Whew. I'm getting sweaty just thinking about it. Eric, where can the people find you? Uh, at ETOF21, at ETOF21 Sports on the gram, YouTube, and the, and the TikTok, you know? I'm, He's I'm, pumping out those talks, bro. Dude, I'm trying to. I think I'm shadow banned right now, but I'm trying. Fuck you, TikTok. Fuck you, China. You know where to find me, XFL Gym, all over. I don't know if I'm shadow banned anywhere or not. I probably am. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.